Hello. I'm shouting that. Hello, welcome to Crypto with Cash podcast, episode number nine, uh, the Christmas special. So this is going to be a crazy one, I'm sure. Um, my name's Duncan Morland. I am your host. And I, as always, I'm joined by Kashaya Bassi. Hello, Cash. Hey, man. How you doing? You all right? I'm okay. I'm trying to be all hyped up for Christmas. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I spent the day Christmas shopping and uh, buying books. And oh, That's always the best part, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, I asked you advice, actually. I said, should I buy chocolates or books? And you said chocolates. And then I bought books. So, <laughs> oh, well, thanks. Thanks a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just a big nerd. I, I, yeah. They're for my nieces. So I'm not sure. I think they probably would have preferred chocolates, to be honest. Um, Fair enough. How are you doing? Uh, you... Yeah, man. I'm pretty good. Looking forward to Christmas, actually, and the new year. Yep. Uh, exciting times. Are you Have you got uh, all your Christmas presents? Yeah. I've been frantically buying everything that I'm like that comes to mind on Amazon. I mean, yeah. where would we be without them? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm like 90, 95% done. Are you just, are you, have you got all of your family uh, yeah. Bitcoin 101 books and stuff like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing crypto related. But uh, yeah, no, it's exciting. I actually bought some, uh, some lenses that you can use for your iPhone. I'm not sure if you've seen them before. No, no. Um, you can just like clip them on. It's good for like macro and uh, micro pictures that you can take. Photography. Oh, right. Like so on the camera kind of thing. Like Yeah, I saw an advert for it and I was like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Like I think one of my friends had a fisheye lens for that because when we were younger and we'd record. That's, what, like, that's exactly what yeah, it yeah. There's loads of different lenses. There's fisheye ones. Yeah. There's one that turns the everything that you see into like an earth sort of thing. It's kind of weird. Yeah, fisheye lenses make everything look amazing, especially skate, <laughs> yeah. skateboarding tricks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so for this for this episode, I thought we'd do something fun and talk about uh, the highlights of 2021 in the world of crypto. Talk about some of our or mainly your outlandish predictions for 2022. And also I'll start off with a question, Cash. Mm -hmm. If you could wake up on Christmas morning and Christmas Santa had visited you and left a big bag of one particular cryptocurrency, which cryptocurrency would you like to get for free? A big, I don't know, let's say a million, well, let's say, yeah, let's say a million pound. Uh, well, for me, crypto. for me, it has to be Solana. Solana, uh, right, okay. Solana is one of our best performing assets um, of the year. It's done yep. very well, and I think it's going to continue doing well. Yes, um, we might see some short-term price fluctuations, uh, but I think prices are just going to go much higher next year and if not next year if we do go into a bear market a prolonged yeah. bear market i do see prices being much higher than they are now in the long term um i try to stay away from predictions because it's very difficult to time the markets which yeah. is why we focus on the long term but for me it would have to be solana there's just so much activity on that blockchain that just they've spent immense amounts of money on marketing on finding the best um, developers, the best teams, investing in new uh, infrastructure, I've, you know, the future looks very bright for that project. That's really interesting because it's already seen like huge gains uh, yeah. this year. I, I was listening to a podcast recently and uh, a couple of the guys on it had been to like a Solana convention, I guess, for like developers. Yeah. And they were saying that a lot of people there were talking about Solana flipping ethereum or the flipping or whatever basically like becoming worth more than ethereum like do you think that yeah. 
is that something you see possible as a possibility? I saw, I saw a, uh, I came across a funny anecdote. So they were saying, someone was saying how, yes, Ethereum is coming up with all of these scaling solutions, um, uh, which will get rolled out in the next year or so. But it's similar to like how there are Android phones and iPhones. Yes, Android phones, um, with Android phones, you can do so much more on them. Mm. Uh, but a lot of people just stick to iPhone because it's just easier to use um, and it's more sleek. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be, a, you know, uh, it's difficult to tell, but I think a same sort of thing could 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 arise. So yes, Ethereum is going to improve drastically in the, in the next few months or so. But some people are always going to prefer Solana mm. um, or Avalanche, for example, or any other uh, one of these, you know, smart contract platforms. So it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Yeah. But there are, you know, um, discussions happening around this sort of, you know, topic. Yeah, I mean, it, it's in like, it's hovering around $200. It keeps going above and below that, doesn't it? So, I mean, yeah. if it's going to catch up with Ethereum, Ethereum's what, like 4000 uh, dollars somewhere around there yeah, so. yeah. um yeah I, on the ease of use thing like that's what appeals to me i think that like, i've got an iphone specifically for that reason like i i don't want to have to like fight with my phone basically so i just don't want to not yeah fight and for most people what do they do they, they use it for browsing the internet using social media and taking pictures. And I feel like for those sort of things, iPhone wins every time. Mm. Um, people always say, oh, on Android, you can do all of these extra things. Oh, but yeah, on the iPhone, you can't install your own application sort of thing. But I feel like for, for the vast majority of people, iPhone does does what they need it to do a lot better yeah. than Android. But that's, that's a personal opinion. I don't yeah. want to get into it. You know, <laughs> no, I just, yeah, I, 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 I just hope, and then I just keep my fingers crossed that Apple are, serious about their like privacy promises and stuff like that but yeah i know i know we'll see. that's a whole different discussion <laughs> yeah um so 2021 in crypto uh we launched the crypto with cash newsletter in about march i think it was um we've been building the the community since then i'd say that's a highlight of 2021 yeah um, i think uh, we've done very well there yeah and, and what but what uh what sticks out to you sort of when you look back on the year in the cryptocurrency space as the yeah what 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 pops into your head i think uh an important event that happened was the crash that we saw in may you know a lot of people had they perhaps not been part of our community would have sold you know at the bottom a lot of people and, did uh, reading the forums yeah a lot of people yeah. did and um you know it is, it is frightening to see, you know, the markets crushing um, at, at, the, at the speed that we saw them. Um, but, you know, when, you, when you've been in the markets for a while, you realize that these are opportunities to buy lower mm. and um, they're not reasons to panic, you know. And what we saw the month, the, in the months that followed uh, is that, you know, a lot of these coins actually hit new all-time highs. Um, I, I mean... Bitcoin and Ethereum definitely did. And some of the other coins actually went up, you know, seven, eight, 10x even. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The portfolio coins that did that, like I won't name them because we don't want to, you know, don't want to give away all the portfolio coins. But some of them, there was one specifically. Um, I was going to try and like do a code word so you knew which was a metaverse project. Let's just say it's a metaverse. If, if that's the one you're, yeah, yeah, to. yeah. Like that, that performed amazingly well. Like it, I, I, yeah. I've got 700% in my head, but I think it might have even gone higher than that. 
um, at yeah. some points. Um, talking about, I'd say like those are some of the themes that I think of as like NFTs, obviously, um, decentralized organizations, DAOs, like, yeah. um, and then the metaverse. I, I mainly think of Mark Zuckerberg's face when I think of the metaverse. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people believe that um, the metaverse and NFTs, for example, are going to be bigger than crypto. You know, right. Um, the way I see it is, you know, the space on Earth is finite, um, whereas in the metaverse is infinite. You can create unlimited number of worlds. You mm. can just create anything that you can, you know, imagine can be put on the metaverse. And I think, as I said, in that sense, you know, the possibilities are endless, which is why a lot of people argue that is a multi-trillion dollar industry. Mm. Um, and it's good to be, you know, involved during the early stages of this, you know, industry. Do you, do you think there's like a generational uh, gap or like, yeah, maybe gap in understanding where like owning digital things like through NFT and the metaverse is just more sort of um, like, like a more attractive thing for younger people or like they just get it? Like it, yeah, it's I not the same barriers. I uh, I definitely do because you know when I was growing up, social media only became a thing uh, as I grew older. It wasn't mm. there from you know from when I was yeah uh, cool. very very young. Um, so in that sense, I do I do feel like the new genera generation are a lot easier are going to find you know getting into the metaverse and dealing with you know digital assets. It's going to be easier for them to pick up because it's perhaps what they're doing already. You know that all the games that they are playing now. Yeah, uh, so Minecraft, um, uh, Fortnite, uh, Roblox, all of these have co like cosmetic add-ons that you can buy, uh, which don't make you more powerful per se, but they're, ju they're just cosmetic changes that people are willing to pay for their digital assets in a, in a sense, and people are already willing to pay money for those. So um, I definitely see them, you know, being able to understand NFTs a lot, you know, perhaps quicker than some of the older generation. Yeah, I think like gaming, I grew up with like um, all types of games, but like there was a game called Second Life, which is exactly mm -hmm. what it sounds like. It was an online multiplayer game and I never really played it, but I, I would always read stories about it and stuff because essentially you had people living a second life on there and they would do things like, um, you know, make shops and make like clothes for the characters and sell the clothes for the people or like you had you had people being architects who would like design houses for other people and stuff and it's <laughs> and and there was like some people were able to make a real living you know because they could sell the stuff they were making in that world for yeah. real for real money and that was perfectly fine like as part of the rules of the game kind of thing so when i think of the metaverse i think of stuff like that you know just in a i guess a decentralized decentralized way but then so yeah like you have all the scammy side of it and stuff and like with nfts and stuff people just stealing other people's art and stuff and then you have like oh there's people there's already stuff that's kind of like this anyway um yeah that that kind of proves i mean digital theft happens um it was happening even before nfts it's just that now people yeah. have found a new way to make money off of it and unfortunately the media what they do is they focus on these negative um incidences which gives people the wrong perception 
But as we know, there's a lot of opportunities in this space. Mm. And by doing research, you can omit all the all of the bad projects and focus on the good um, good projects with real development and real games. Um, and that way, you can you know profit off of this this you know new industry. Yeah. So, is there anything else in 2021 that like springs to mind? That... Um, I feel like the discussions are going to be focused on, you know, Ethereum scaling solutions. As oh, is this for, Ethereum. for 2022, you mean? Or for... Oh, sorry. Yeah, this is for 2022. Did you say 2021? I said 2021, but it's for, yeah, we could do 2022. So 2022, what's happening? Hold on, you need to, you need to put on your um your crystal your crystal ball glasses and then i feel yeah so for 2022 i mean 2021 was very uh, very good we've had a lot of fun um 2022 i think there's going to be a lot of discussions around scaling ethereum because as we know it's very expensive to use at the moment mm. uh, just you know interacting with certain uh, smart contracts will cost you over a hundred dollars which was just not um practical enough at the moment um, so there are a lot of um, scaling solutions being developed at the moment. Um, I've actually started using some of them, like Optimism, Arbitrum. Okay. Um, and how have you? What are you using them for? Are you sort of like using them to buy there those? Are people or? are already like um, creating products on them, so there are NFT uh, marketplaces that you can use um, on on layer two solutions. There's also exchanges. And just you know, sending transactions from one wallet to another on these scaling solutions is almost instantaneous and costs uh, less than a less than a dollar. Whereas if you were to do it on Ethereum as it is now, then transactions will cost you thirty to forty dollars yeah. and interacting with smart contracts, which which you know decentralized exchanges essentially are, then they, these will cost over a hundred dollars at the moment. I just um I'd signed up to a, a waiting list for the new Argent wallet. Yeah. Uh, um because I was it's like a social wallet, like where you instead of having to remember a seed phrase, you can kind of like get th you know, up to six people to be like your guardians and they have to sort of accept uh, larger transactions. So it's a different way of doing security, which because I hate trying to remember passwords. So I was like, Yeah, that sounds cool. But they just launched a layer two wallet so you can you can go straight on to, I think it's Z, ZK. Um, ZK Stink. Yeah, that's the one. So you can you can even deposit, you can use like a fiat on-ramp so you can convert pounds straight into onto that layer two and then start yeah. like transacting on the Ethereum network for, for very little transaction fees. It doesn't have all like the DeFi, the whole Ethereum DeFi world isn't on layer two at the moment, so you can't get, like super high interest rates or some and stuff like that but you can but there are there is some of it i think so far yeah um, and soon of course more of these uh, projects will transition over so um you know again we're early days in, in this sort of field so it's good to be involved now so that you can you know hit the ground running when everything's um up and running yeah so let so you think like sort of you're going to see more and more of that next year in terms of definitely know, yeah faster layer two um do you think that we kind of talked about this before but do you think with all these different lay layers it kind of and all the like all the being able to swap so easily between layers um that like the actual networks like it just makes everything 
kind of doesn't even matter what layer you're on like if you can just quickly swap between them like do you think i don't know what my question is basically but do you, do you think here's the thing so i feel like all of these layers will all have a use case in the future it just ultimately comes down to what sort of projects they can attract to that sort of layer mm. so of course the best teams of the best product will perhaps you know be able to attract the best projects from um you know, the existing version of ethereum over to those layer two protocols mm. um and we are seeing some of that already um, as you mentioned with argent for example they are they're already launching products and also for example uh, on a side note for example with solana since they are adding um ethereum languages for example you've seen projects like Aave moving over to mm. solana and in a similar sort of way we're going to see that with layer two protocols on ethereum so projects are going to see okay people are priced out of ethereum at the moment so perhaps we should pour over our project over to a layer two solution so that more users can can join our ecosystem I guess that's kind of what I was thinking in terms of like, so with Aave, you can use it on multiple different chains and the same with yeah. Sushi Swap. So like from the user's perspective, it's almost like I'm just using Sushi Swap to like swap cryptos and I'll yeah. just use whatever network's cheapest. It's kind of like... Yeah, exactly. Um, of, of course, for people who deal with larger sizes, then perhaps there's not enough liquidity on these side right, chains. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they, they will have to stick with Ethereum and for them, if you're dealing with hundreds of millions of dollars, then a hundred dollar gas fees is not going to be uh, much of a concern. But um, I think for most people, then definitely they would use the cheapest option. For example, Sushi's already deployed on Arbitrum and I was, I was doing some transactions just to test out the network and it's, like I said, it's almost instantaneous mm. and gas fees like 90 cents, maybe, maybe a dollar if that whereas if i was to do that on sushi soft on ethereum then every transaction will cost me over 80 dollars for example yeah and i think we talked about that like uh what happens when ethereum upgrades to 2.0 and becomes super competitive with all these all these other networks whether we see like a a lot of the money on those uh sort of side networks flop back to the the ethereum main though i don't know if that's yeah so it a lot of projects have, you know, moved from Ethereum over to Solana and some of these other chains. Mm. Um, the question is, would they, you know, would they risk, you know, upsetting perhaps their customers if they were to jump back onto Ethereum yeah. after they, you know, Ethereum's scaling solutions are implemented? Um, perhaps they'll stay on the chain that they are now. Maybe other projects, um, new new entrants will actually join, you know, the Ethereum scaling solutions. Yeah. Okay. So in 20, any other sort of trends or things that you're interested in that you think might pick up in 2022? Um, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if it, we see another entry picking up. Sorry, what was that? It cut out for a second. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if another pick, uh, country um, oh, right, okay. pick, picks up. Uh, Bitcoin, for example, as a currency, uh, right. you know, as a state currency. Uh, we'll see in El Salvador, you know, the, pro uh, the president, he actively tweets on um, his new Bitcoin purchases, which he's using state funds for. Um, so he's actually been, you know, dollar cost averaging as well. So whenever Bitcoin dumps, he actually buys some more. Yeah. And he does this all publicly in, and in a very transparent way. So um, it's nice to see for for perhaps us within the crypto community, but there have been some concerns about 
how it's perhaps unprofessional for president to actively trade, you know, in, mm. in a sense, Bitcoin using state funds. Um, is but, he doing that? Is he making, is he just like doing that off his phone on the, while he's sitting on the toilet? Or is, like, is there a team of people? That he he is. Right, he's okay. using his phone to, you know, make these purchases. That's, which again that's kind opens of up crazy. discussion about security and yeah, yeah. things like that. But you know, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. So we're waiting for Boris Johnson to announce that he's just spent <laughs> just, <laughs> just spent a few billion on, on Bitcoin, yeah. Yeah, let's see what happens. I think maybe this is not one to bring up uh for Chris, Christmas festive cheer, but I'm wondering like if twenty twenty two is when sort of regulation proper regulation comes into the space and countries try and you know try and take a more nuanced or active uh stance on how they're going to regulate cryptocurrencies because right now there's still a huge amount of gray area um, yeah definitely um and you know what i feel like you know the focus is on the us um but other countries are have accepted crypto with open arms. For example, with in Dubai, if um, as far as I know, you don't even have to pay taxes on your crypto gains. Mm. So, you know, there's a thin line between how much you, uh, you know, it's it's dangerous for the US because if they if they clamp down too hard, there's a lot of these projects which are generating millions, if not billions, of dollars um, of revenue for you for the US. And they'll just you know pack up and leave to one of these crypto friendly countries yeah yeah um such as portugal for example i think that's the problem isn't it is if you look at the crypto industry as a startup industry and you think of it in terms of like um you know like internet startup country uh, companies or fintech startup company um, yeah. companies and you look at it as something that can grow help grow an economy then a country yeah. if they like sort of outright ban that industry or do or you know like they take steps to like limit it then they they are like you said it's going to go to a lot of these companies and they're just going to pack up and leave to one of these <laughs> other, yeah. other countries which are more you know approve uh approving of, of cryptos well i think the interesting thing is that uh, decentralized uh projects and crypto and stuff they they are kind of a threat to traditional banking models and even potentially to sort of traditional governing models and governments and stuff, depending on, I don't know. So it's that, it's that aspect of like, we, they might want to let though, let this industry stay and grow in their country, but at the same time, how do they, how do they sort of manage the threat to, I don't know, like the current way things are done, I guess is, like yeah, it's, it's, a difficult, it. <laughs> it's a difficult thing to discuss. The, the thing is, um, there's different routes that they can take. So, for example, South Korea, uh, as far as I know, they're making it so that every every wallet has to be labeled. That way they can track who's making what sort of transactions. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, they can pay, pay the amount of tax that they're meant to pay. Um, perhaps you know, the US should implement a similar sort of regulation in that regard, because otherwise, again, they don't want to lose out on all the business that they've generated. You know, mm. this, this the crypto um, markets are now worth over two, three trillion dollars. Um, and a lot of these companies are based in the US. So what happens if, if there is a severe clampdown, you know? Yeah. 
I am um, one thing I was this is slightly separate. One thing I wondered is at some point, um, if there is a big failure of one of the blockchains, say Ethereum or Bitcoin or yeah. some large project, some project that is seen to be very stable, at some point, I think there has to be a project like that 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 fails, whether it's like you know what the like the 51% attack or you know some kind yeah. of hacking thing or whatever it is like yeah do you think that's i mean is that something you think is could realistically happen maybe not next year but do you do you also think that's something that could happen and then the thing is these sort of exploits and hacks do happen um but but they do occur on smaller projects and when i say small i mean on projects which are have less than like a billion dollars of 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 TVF, for example, uh, billion, yeah. less than like maybe uh, projects on the smaller end because they have less security available, you know. But when we're talking about Ethereum and Bitcoin, these have the best teams working on the security of these projects day in day out. Mm. Um, you know, for example, Bitcoin um, it's never been hacked, and it will take far too much money. And far too much, you know, uh, perhaps coercion for 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 the network to get hacked. Ethereum is the, the same sort of thing. Um, so I'm not sure whether we'll see those two sort of projects being exploited. But you know, there is always a possibility that it could occur. Yeah. Um, but perhaps more so for projects <clears throat> which are lower down on the market cap. I guess what a few of the articles, and maybe we were like wrap this up in a sec but i just a few of the articles that i've read were the more layer two uh solutions there are that kind of can kind of like speed up transactions like you can do DeFi on you know all the decentralized yeah. like, like lending and borrowing and earning yield on layer two kind of moving all that stuff to layer two and then just having the layer one um part of the networks so ethereum as it is now sort of focus on security and like one of the big things of security being the decentralized sort of nature of it. And then, you know, you hear arguments about Bitcoin. It is decentralized, but then the the mining is potentially very centralized because there's a high barrier to entry because of the the computers and stuff you need. Yeah, and the yeah. same with Ethereum in, in to some extent. And then that's why my 2022 prediction is for the narrative around the cryptocurrency mina yeah the lightest blockchain ever to be picked up um mm -hmm. but i am not a professional cryptocurrency picker so <laughs> so well, don't you know we actually backed by some um very important people very successful people yeah and one of them um, if i recall is naval who's early into a lot of, you know, the top platforms we see today, such as Twitter, Facebook, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I remember looking into that project a while back, and I remember seeing his name. And he's always on Twitter talking about, you know, very positively about crypto. To see and to see him investing in MENA is definitely a positive sign for that project. So yeah. perhaps it's, it's time to look, uh, you know, have another look into that project again. Yeah. I mean, I think if, like, if the decentralized narrative, because I think I'd say that's, taken a back seat with like the hype around you know the yields you can make and stuff like this like people aren't too like solana is more centralized than some other blockchains and people yeah. aren't fussed because of ease of use and 
you know they trust the team and things For like most that. most people they're, they're not they're not too bothered about you mm. know decentralization because the thing is when it comes to decentralizations different people have different um perhaps benchmarks or thresholds so one thing that might be decentralized to me may not be so, uh, decentralized enough to someone else and vice yeah. versa so yeah. i don't think that there will ever be a point where you can you know you know, de definitively tick off a box of decentralization for a certain project because there's always going to be someone that says, "Oh, actually, this this aspect of the project is is not decentralized enough." You know. Yeah, like yeah, there's a it's a spectrum. Yeah, like it definitely is. Yeah, yeah, like to a lot of people, Bitcoin is extremely decentralized, whereas like other yeah. people will make that argument about the mining and stuff. Okay, well, any any more predictions for 2022? Have you got like will? How about um, um, will the will COVID? I think I think off? we're going to see a in twenty twenty two. I think we're going to see an NFT sell over a hundred million dollars. So a right. single NFT sell over a hundred million dollars because I don't think uh, uh, so far they've been able to break that barrier. Um, so I what, think we'll see a hundred million. What's the highest that has sold so far? I think if I'm not mistaken, it's people which which sold for sixty something million dollars. And and what was that like a piece of art or like a? So Beeple's an artist who's been creating art every single day for the past five thousand days or so, and this project was basically a collection of the past five thousand days um, of his artworks put all in one, and mm. was bought up by a you know a crypto enthusiast uh, for around sixty something million, I think sixty seven sixty nine million dollars, which is crazy. And yeah. you can actually follow him on uh, on Instagram if you want. Um, I, I must say, some of his artwork is a bit crude. Yeah, but he's been—you know—you have to give credit where it's due. He's been doing the, the same thing for over five thousand days. What's his? How do you spell his name? Beeple. B e e p l e. Beeple. Okay, I'll have a look. Um, your video has frozen for me. I don't know if it's frozen uh, for everyone else when they watch this back. But if not, you look like you're um, you're surrendering to me in the image. <laughs> oh well, I'm moving around on this this screen, so okay. we'll see what happens afterwards. Okay. Well, thank you very much for um, talking to me today again, Cash, and I hope you have a very good Christmas. Thank you very much. You too. Cheers. Great always. And um, yeah, I hope everyone listening has a great Christmas and, and New Year. And uh, if you enjoyed this, we'll be doing more of it in the new year. You can't get rid of us. And if you, you know, like, subscribe, um, leave us like, comments, comments, questions. Yep. Yeah. And I will say goodbye now. And thanks again, Cash. Thank you. Okay. This is the longest. This is like when you're you're trying to hang up on your grandma. And I'm the, I'm the grandma okay. here. And I, and I, won't, I, won't, I won't shut up. <laughs> okay. Right. Take care. Yeah. Bye.